Hey, People Podcast listeners, this episode is with Joss Lee Francois. He's the co founder and CEO of Visage.jobs. In this episode, we talk about automation, sourcing, and the future of recruiting technology. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of the People Podcast. Are you in human resources, recruiting professionally, or an entrepreneur growing a team? This is the podcast for you. We are going to bring you all of the latest trends, technologies, and strategies to take your workforce to the next level. Implementing the tips and know-how will enable you to create and keep a world-class workforce. Here is your host, Jesse Tinsley. This episode is brought to you by Visage.jobs. Visage combines human and artificial intelligence to source and deliver high-quality candidate profiles to your recruitment teams worldwide within hours. By leveraging Visage for your sourcing, recruitment teams have more time for high-level tasks, ultimately making recruitment more efficient and more human. Check out Visage.jobs. Joss, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's, it's my pleasure. And uh, with that said, maybe you can just give a quick intro of your background to listeners. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm Joss Lefrancois, obviously, you know, French by the, the accent. I've been in recruitment for the, the past 15 years now, originally uh, working for a recruitment agency. And I've had the opportunity to work in, in a few countries, uh, servicing fair, fairly large clients in the mostly in energy industry uh, before starting uh, Visage, my current company. And yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be exposed to quite a lot of technology, automation, and, and so on. Uh, so I'm excited to discuss these aspects today. Awesome. And, and so maybe you could just tell us a little about Visage Jobs and how you came up with the idea and yeah, how you executed on it. Yeah, sure. So before Visage, I had a so this recruitment agency that was fairly successful when I Exited in 2014, we were in 12 countries and I had 75 recruiters in my team. And one of the most frustrating aspects for me was that they would spend days on job boards, on LinkedIn, uh, to try to identify and engage with potential candidates. And I always thought that their time would be much better used if they could focus on candidate relationship, on following up with hiring managers, but they simply couldn't uh, do that because they were so busy. Uh, doing this repetitive and robotic task in sourcing. Uh, so that's how the idea of Visage came about. I looked out there what were the technologies available. I couldn't find anything that was providing consistent results across the board. Some of them were very good with software, but not in other domains. So we thought combining human and artificial intelligence would be a, a good way to start. And that's why today we have this platform where we have a community of 3,500 specialist sourcers that are helping us identify potential candidates for our clients' job openings. And we combine that with our proprietary algorithms that help us make sure that these candidates match with our clients' uh, requirements. That's a product where recruiters post their, their jobs and the next day they receive a, a batch of potential candidates to review. In one click, they can engage with these potential candidates. And really what it helps them to do is to focus to the more, I would say, human, um, more the human aspect uh, of, of the relationship with, with candidates. That's great. And I think one of the questions I have as having led recruiting teams myself is how are you guys screening for quality of candidates, right? Obviously, if you have a couple hundred sorcerers working on a job or, or how you guys delegate them out, there could be a lot of misidentified candidates that aren't actually a fit. So what are you guys doing for like quality control purposes? Yeah, that was the hardest 
thing to scale because obviously when you work with a tight knit of, of sourcers, you can train them up and make sure they do, um, they, they find good candidates. But when we have a, a crowd like ours, uh, 3,500 strong and, and multiple sourcers working on single jobs, we have to find other ways. So the, the way we go about it is first, you know, anyone can sign up on the platform and become a sourcer, but you have to go through a battery of, of tests. The first one is a very simple technical test. We test your ability to build Boolean uh, search strings. We look at your ability to understand uh, job requirements in your uh, domain of, uh, in your area of specialism. Uh, so that's the first step. Once you pass that, then you'll be on some sort of a pilot with us where you will be able to submit a limited number of candidates on uh, the jobs in your specialty. And if your score is above 75%, when I say the score is the percentage of candidates or clients approve uh, is above 75%, then you get to progress in your community and get access to more jobs uh, that you can source on. So that's how we measure, you know, from a quantitative standpoint. But we also have a, our clients also rate the batches of candidates, you know, from very dissatisfied to very satisfied. So it gives us also a qualitative dimension to the quality of what we, what we deliver. Zero in working progress. That's something that is very dear to us because the last thing we want is for clients to review a batch of 20 candidates and reject 17 of them. Right now, 81% of the candidates we submit to our clients end up being approved and contacted. That's great. And what's the, the type of jobs? Are you guys working on like a full gamut of jobs across like an organization or what's what's that kind of look like? Yeah, so th- that's a great question. So the, the beauty of the, the crowd is that we are able to operate pretty much in every industry, domain, and skill set possible, even geography. So as long as it's a, it's a job that is fairly experienced, I would say two plus years of experience, all the way to your director level, you know, VP, we stay away from the executive search type of positions, but because we have recruiters who are specialists in software, recruiters who are specialists in uh, sales reps, or any sort of uh, industry, we, we are able to gather for pretty much the entire market. And that's why like large companies tend to trust us because it's, they know we can deliver in, in all these domains. So you're, you're talking about large companies a little bit. What type of companies do you think would most benefit from automated sourcing? I assume it'd be large companies given, you know, like Google, for example, has two million, roughly 2 million applicants or more mm-hmm. a year. And there's no way that they, obviously Google has a huge amount of recruiting resources and whatnot. But I'm assuming that they probably don't have a, a ton of time to get through a lot of those applications. So I'm assuming large companies would benefit more than like small businesses. Is that right? Or right. you so elaborate on, on that a little bit? Right now, our focus is indeed on larger type of organizations. So that would be uh, any company that has more than 1,000 employees especially if they are growing fast and essentially their recruiters can't find the time to uh, source. They've got typically 15 or 20 regs that they need to work on at any one time. So that's typically the type of companies we, we work for. To answer your question, yeah, we have brands working with us that benefit from a, a very solid reputation and get a lot of inbound traffic. But that's not always a good thing. If you take, for instance, Tesla has... In average, I believe the number is something quite crazy. Three million job applicants a year. And it's very difficult for them to surface what are the candidates who are matching with, the, with their jobs. So they have to resort to a lot of outbound so they can have the quality and, and being able to deal with the kind of volume of recruitment that they have. 
Yeah, I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, there's definitely a lot of companies and players in the space. I think it's definitely the way of the future in terms of automation, right? You're looking at the parts that have been manually done for a long time, which is sourcing, scheduling, uh, and even contact with the candidates and engagement. Is that kind of what you guys are you're aiming to do in terms of overall like automating that part of the process? Is that right? Maybe you can elaborate a little bit on what you guys are working on. You nailed it on the on the head. You know, if you look at the the various activities and in your recruitment value chain, what are the higher the the activities that are the highest potential for automation? Well, for sure, candidate sourcing, nurture uh, marketing, ranking your candidates, uh, scheduling interviews. Those are things that will definitely see a lot of automation and and that's what we are working on right now and those are also activities that that don't really have a, a high value uh, brought by the human touch and my theory and is really that if you give tools that help automate this part of the process then you really make the recruitment more human because you have your recruiters reacting as business partners working with uh, hiring managers working on the messaging working on on things that are more strategic, more important, and more for the, the long term. Whereas right now, if they spend 70% of their time looking at resumes one by one, trying to find contact details, sending a, a manual message waiting for a response, they can't really make the time for all these you know, more important tasks. Definitely. Yeah. Huge lack of efficiency, right? Uh, you ran a mm-hmm. larger recruiting team, your pre- previous staffing firm than I have. But with that said, even having 20 recruiters on my team, I, I can tell you that it's it's tough with just going through manually looking at thousands of applicants. It's just a waste of time if you can automate the the parts that are basically taking up seventy five to eighty percent of a, a recruiter's time. Assuming they're doing full desk work from you know sourcing to scheduling all of that process, they're wasting you know well over seventy percent of their day uh, with engagement when they could be doing the high touch, high value components of the process, which is the human elements, right? Talking on the phone making sure they had a good candidate experience and, and kind of going a higher level. So I think it'll be a huge competitive advantage for companies that have this and obviously a huge competitive disadvantage for companies that are slower to adapt and adopt these new technologies um, in the future. So it's quite interesting. What are you guys doing in terms of like AI machine learning in terms of like matching, sourcing? Yeah, beyond that, just a, a full-on comment. What's interesting as well is that the new generation of recruiter millennials who are, you know, usually starting with mostly outbound recruiting, doing the sourcing, they are the ones that, you know, they are used to a lot of automation, a lot of very slick product that help them being more efficient. So I think it's a real competitive advantage for companies to provide tools that automate this part of the process to their uh, recruiters, for, for the, also for the team morale and their ability to, you know, retain uh, recruiters because it's, there is the efficiency part, but there is also the, you know, is my, my recruitment team happy because they are working on value-added stuff instead of repetitive and robotic things that should be automated? Yeah, it's a, a huge space. I think just looking at how much money companies are spending on sourcing and scheduling team, once one of these, obviously you guys and there's a few players in the space, but once a few of these companies are successful, it's going to save companies not only time and efficiency, but a ton of money in terms of overall costs. You can automate some of those jobs and, and maybe allocate that budget to hire more recruiters. So you can focus on higher aspects or higher level parts of the process as opposed to just the mundane tasks of sourcing and scheduling, right? So yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity. With that said, 
what are you guys doing like in the AI machine learning space? Obviously you have crowdsourced sourcers. If you could talk a little bit about that, I'd love to hear like now what proprietary. Uh... Yeah. So all tech on AI and, you know, we, we really focus on matching candidates with, with jobs and the hardest thing on this, um, you know, developing algorithms to, to help you do that is that, um, there is a lot of ambiguity in the way a resume is written. There is a lot of ambiguity in the way a job description is written. It's because they have been written by humans. So if you only use algorithms to make the match, you don't always get uh, the best results. The accuracy can be quite complicated. So the, the way we go about things is that we have this crowd of sources helping us identify potential candidates then these candidates go through verifying mechanism or algorithms. And then we have our clients deciding whether they, they like the candidates, whether they think they are a match or not, and then contact the candidates. All of these actions help us train or matching algorithms. So whenever a, a candidate that resembles a candidate that was presented before, whether it was rejected or, or not, we're able to learn and make the decision without a human intervention. So right now, we the way we go about it is that it's a very big data play in the, in the sense that the more jobs we have, the more scenario, sector, disciplines, and decisions that are made by humans or crowd and clients, the better we get at doing this, at matching uh, candidates with jobs. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely brilliant smart business model in terms of you're basically having similar to like lyft uber's autonomous vehicle section they're basically having crowdsourced drivers train their data models you guys are having crowdsourced sourcers train your data models is that a fair analogy comparison yeah i think it's a fair fair analogy it's we still believe that we won't remove the human expertise altogether because of you know no a lot of roles are very niche very unique and having a a pair of um, expert eyes will always help get better results, but we'll be able to limit that to, to this only these very niche jobs. If you are a company that needs to recruit uh, 100 sales rep, you can post the job on, on Visage. And then once we've seen a few batches of candidates being reviewed, we'll be able to have the machine decide whether they, they match or, or not. So it's not, it's a, I see a lot of, uh, potential on, on in this way of you know supervised learning by a crowd of experts what do you think is like the most interesting thing in terms of like engagement i feel like engagement's a tough area to, to break into right i think there's a, a lot of companies that are working on like the sales side where they're working on like sales engagement and recruiting is very similar especially for niche roles what are you guys working on it or what do you think is exciting in the engagement aspect in terms of getting that part automated right so I think that what you said about sales, you know, and, and recruitment being kind of similar when it comes to engagement, I, I really can relate to that. What, what I will add to that is that we see a lot of the marketing and sales strategy or techniques or hacks and tricks coming to us in, in recruitment, probably, you know, five years later. And, you know, in sales, we, it's been for, for many years now, it's been all about multi-channel engagement or outreach. So it means that being able to reach out to uh, your audience where you're most likely to, to have their attention. So it might be emailing, texting, could be uh, leveraging a job site or platforms like, like LinkedIn, but it could also be 
retargeting with, with ads. And I think if you want to win in the ideal scenario, if you are looking for a, a niche, if you are looking for candidates for a niche job, you should really be able to combine all these mediums, all these channels to get uh, your audience attention. And that's what we've been working on, uh, mostly leveraging, you know, texting, emailing, and now we're experimenting with LinkedIn and, and marketing retargeting. Yeah, that's great. I think um, it's interesting. Just going to go back to like your guys' like crowdsource model. It's interesting because basically uh, exec search firms have been doing this for years, right? So like, let's say I'm an exec search firm. The name doesn't matter, but let's say I'm working with company A and B and, and company A has a VP of engineering role and company B does too. Candidates that apply to company A technically be a fit for company B. And so they crowdsource all of their candidate data and submit it to the companies that basically are within their portfolio of uh, looking for similar jobs, different executives. So you guys are doing it obviously a little bit differently, but it's very similar in that way. So I think it's a really smart business model. Um, what do you guys, what do you think is like the most difficult part of this process in terms of like automating these recruiting areas? What's the biggest challenge that you guys face overall or the industry in, in general? I think the, the challenges are um, twofold. One, it's sometimes difficult for, you know, corporate recruiters and house recruiters to translate their needs in a, in a job description that is in an objective and in a way that will be comprehensible by, you know, technology or other so, or third party sources like, like our community. You know, when you start, uh, it's, it's a little bit of an iterative approach. When you start uh, searching candidates for a job, you will put your, all your requirements, perhaps in a, in a search string, you'll see how many results you get. You will either open up or restrict. And so that's kind of one of the, the challenges that, that we are working on. So we, we're working on a few ideas to make, to streamline the process and to help recruiters, uh, clients who post job to make their, uh, job posting, their requirements easier to translate and to get out of, um, to the community. That's, so that's one thing. Another challenge I find is nurturing. You know, once a candidate responds, what are, what are the next steps? Sometimes the candidate will say, yes, I'm interested. Let's chat. That's the most obvious and I would say easiest way to, to deal. That's your easiest outcome. What if the candidates respond and say, well, it's not for me right now, but I'll be on the market probably in six months. Can you reach back? How do you bring back this and make sure that you've got a nurturing campaign happening? How do you sometimes candidates will respond, especially in software or sales where, when there are not many not enough candidates out there for all the jobs that are available. What if they respond that they are, would like to hear more and, but they are not really looking? If you don't have a human taking the phone and, and calling and trying to seduce the, the candidate or to nurture them, then these leads are, are lost. I see an opportunity for bringing more automation or efficiency in converting candidates from an initial interest to a formal application or to make sure that they enter your your recruitment process effect effectively. Yeah, totally. I think uh, candidate nurturing, uh, recruiting marketing is a huge thing right now. Um, I think it kind of ties in with employer branding in a lot of different mm -hmm. other, other areas. So I think that's a, a huge challenge a lot of companies are facing as well. Um, so I think automation can help a lot of those parts, especially like you said, if a candidate's in, engaged with you uh, and wants to circle back in six months or a year or whatever the case may be, keeping the line of communication open and, and sending like 
relevant information to them periodically to stay in touch is a huge competitive advantage. Once again, we come back to the, you know, the fact that um, sales and marketing now have, have really experimented a lot around nurturing leads. And there's a lot of inspiration we, we can have, we can take from, you know, marketing and, and, and sales in terms of nurturing or candidate leads. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a, an area that definitely is, uh, like you said, a couple of years behind sales and marketing software, but definitely catching up. With that said, Joss, it's been great having you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And I'm looking forward to uh, connecting with you again soon. This week's episode has now come to an end, but our content doesn't end here. Head over to jessetinsley.com where you can find more valuable resources to hire and keep the ultimate workforce. That's jessetinsley.com.